Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussion on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Star Wars The Forces of Evil, and Samurai Jack, among others. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Dylan Heisen. Hello. That is still so weird to say. I, I, I'm not used to it. This is only the second time I've, I guess, hosted you. Yes. yes. It's, it's still time. strange saying your name. I, I don't like it. Can add this to the but, um, OVA history, but yeah, <clears throat> the OVA history as we as we continue. But today, Dylan and I are here for one of our. I've been calling these the Patron Pick Podcast. I don't know if yeah. you like that term. Yeah, this is our third Patron Pick of the month. I guess now it's April, but um, this is for John, aka Garfield, and Dylan and I are here to review Yu-Gi-Oh: The Dark Side of Dimensions. We've previously done Welcome to the NHK and American Dragon Jake Long. You can find those as well as this and all our podcasts at OverlyAnimated.com or by searching Overly Animated on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, including my favorite, Stitcher. So let's start. This, again, is for John. Thank you so much for all you do for us. Even even though – so, yeah, you can check out all of our patron awards, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. This tier will be changing, so you can't get the specific reward, but you can check out all of them there. Yeah. And if we're going to go out, we got to go out with a bang. And this this was something special, Dylan. This was was a very interesting movie. But let's start – because originally we had considered me hosting with Michelle and I'd asked her, I said, do you want to be on this? And her response was, ha 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 ha. No. Yeah. So that's not, that's not that unsurprising. (laughs) Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh is, um, especially now in like 2017, Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of a, a niche audience, I'd say. So what is your history with the franchise? Yeah. Um, so I haven't, done anything with Yu-Gi-Oh in a while but I was a big fan when I was like 10 um I played the card game for a period I don't have a lot of memories from you know but I played the card game from this time um I uh I I think I saw the first movie in theaters so like um I and I think I watched the anime like I was actually like a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan at the time and I don't really remember anything from that like watching this movie it didn't come all come flooding back I don't remember the plot but um I I was I was definitely into it at 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 that age So my history is basically my mother's greatest regret she decided for my 8th birthday she was going to buy me um she's going to buy me Yu-Gi-Oh the movie on DVD it might have even been VHS at the time. I can't remember. But she bought me Yu-Gi-Oh! The Movie. And she decided to go with it. She was going to get me just one pack of Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. Well, me and all my birthday money waltzed right into Toys R Us. Bought a dual disc and a starter deck. And the rest is history. <laughs> and she... Thousands of cards later, she uh, highly regrets that decision. But, um... Yeah, I just immediately fell in love with it. It reminded me a lot of Pokemon. But at the same time, it was definitely a bit darker. Uh, especially if you watch the Japanese version, it is, it, it it's darker, but it it's still a good story. I tried to keep up. I've seen most of the original anime. I've seen like half of what's called season zero, mm. the one that never made it to America because it was just far, far, far too dark. Um, I've seen parts of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, parts of Five Ds, the first like three seasons of Zexal. I haven't seen Arc Five yet, but I've been told it's good. I'm I'm not touching the new one with a ten foot pole until I hear whether it's good or not. Card games on skateboards, you, you guys got to convince me. 
but I've been a huge fan of the franchise for a while. I, I'd fallen out of playing the card game until I found Dueling Network, which got me back into it. Then Dueling Network got shut down, and I was really sad. But I still, of course, have a sp- soft spot for the franchise. As you know, Dylan, I'm a fan of the Abridged series as well, which is still going. And it's weird watching the movies now on Abridged because I'm so used to the Abridged versions. Like, there's one of the movies I still have not seen the regular version, and I can't. Because I love the abridged so much, and I know the original will ruin it for me. Because the abridged actually parody Tenacious D, and it's just it's that's great. But yeah, so when I heard there was a new movie with Yugi and Kaiba, I, I had to jump on, and they even got um, a lot of the original cast back. So nice. this was, I was excited for this. I don't know why it was over two hours long. Even after <laughs> seeing it, I don't know why it was over two so, hours long. Wait, first, let's set this. So this is a movie from last year in Japan. It released this year in America. So this is like pretty recent. Is, is yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to figure out if it was in theaters. I think it was like a limited release got, in theaters. Yeah, it got a limited run. Yeah. Um, apparently, the DVD is coming out soonish. Apparently, it, the uh, I don't even know, man. Like yeah. they've been so weird about getting Yu-Gi-Oh to America. Like I don't even think Arc Five aired on TV at all because Saturday morning cartoons kind of just died. But um, I think they put the entire show on their YouTube channel. Like that's how little mm. they cared at this point. Yeah, yeah. it must have. So we we watched this uh, both watched this dubbed. So in English, um, yes, Dan it, Green. Yeah, oh boy. It, it must have came out somehow on DVD. It doesn't seem like it's came out on DVD yet, but like we wa- found it online. So like I don't I don't understand that, but you know, it, it's out there, I'd say. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, do we want to do you want to jump into our thoughts? We kind of started getting into that with the over 2 hours long thing here. Yeah. yeah. So, um I'm going to start actually by kind of setting up the plot of the film and then we'll dive in because okay. like if yeah, I, I assume a lot of people listening haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so if you haven't seen it, um, you the film starts, the American version starts a year after the end of Yu-Gi-Oh! So to quickly recap what happens in Yu-Gi-Oh! The original, like, dual monsters, all five seasons, like, just Yu-Gi completes the Millennium Puzzle, shares a body with the Pharaoh, we eventually find out the Pharaoh is this old Egyptian guy named Atem in the season five finale uh, Yugi, I think, yeah, Yugi beats the Pharaoh in a duel. Atem can finally move on to the afterlife, leave the Millennium Puzzle. All the Millennium items are put into, like, this ancient stone, including the evil Millennium Ring that had been, like, the main antagonist, I guess, of the whole franchise, even though they waited until Season 5 to show it. Really, like, Bakura was such a wasted character. So, uh, the Millennium Puzzle collapses with everything else it's lost it's gone attempts gone and so this movie picks up a year later our gang's about to graduate high school seto kaiba cannot let go of the fact that he never beat the pharaoh and he is apparently rich enough to not only own a space station but send a crew to egypt to try to find the millennium puzzle what, what did you think about that opening scene dylan um i like the setup of uh of that it's i i think is like i think watching this movie i hadn't seen a, uh like a trace of Yu-Gi-Oh in like 10 years and i i think that it was very accessible for me like i i understood what was happening the whole time right so yeah. we jump back in it, it, it was a good jump it was a good return like i like the first part of this movie it was a bit weird seeing like 
kind of the updated graphic version of these characters, like especially Mokuba. I don't know what happened to Mokuba, but everyone else looked relatively similar to their old show version, except Mokuba, and I still am not over it. But it, it was really cool just to see the whole cast again, like Yugi, Joey, Taya, Tristan, Makora, see the whole gang again, e- even Grandpa. Uh, how many characters did you actually remember, Dylan? Um, Yugi, I remember that there was a Joey Wheeler, um, and... You remember I, Kaiba, right? I I remember the name Kaiba. I didn't know that. I didn't remember that he was Tony Stark like that. I I didn't. Seto Kaiba. So it's this. Okay, watching this show, this movie dubbed, it is the stupidest thing that everyone calls him Seto Kaiba, both full name, full Japanese name, and then the other character is Joey Wheeler. Like, <laughs> what is what is even that? Why did we translate? Wheeler. Why did we translate this name and then Seto Kaiba is still Seto Kaiba, and you have to call him Seto Kaiba the entire time. Like, because he's Seto Kaiba. Yeah, I know. It's such a. It's, it's like, like saying Tony Stark. He, they, Bruce people call Wayne. Him, people call him Tony and Bruce. Like everyone, well, there's no one. Some people call him Seto. Like, I guess that happened. Mokuba may... calls him Seto. Some people just call him Kaiba. I'm pretty sure, like only certain people call him Seto Kaiba. Yeah is is he in is he in the rest of the series just just like um Tony Stark is is or is he like richer in this movie than before? Um. Kaiba's backstory is that he and his brother were orphaned and they were adopted by this guy who was rich because he owned like a nuclear arms company or something like that. Like he was a weapons dealer, so Tony Stark. Um, but uh, I think like he died or something, and Kaiba took over the company, and he decided that he didn't want to manufacture weapons anymore, so he turned Kaiba Corp from a weapons company to a children's card game company. And that is how we ended up with Space Kaiba. So his company makes. So I got that he made a new dual disc, but it seems like his company wasn't focused on making uh, card game stuff. Um, they're focused on Kaiba's ego is the best way to describe. Yeah, it seems like the whims of him. By the way, there's this. So in this movie, Kaiba um is like the tech guy and uh there's one point when he's about to be like killed by the villain and he just like he's like no and he's like pulls out something and we have no idea what it is and we have no idea what's happening and he's like this is the power of tech and the other guy's like no literally he's like technology beats magic yeah and there's no explanation it was so absurd um that was one of the highlights i think i uh my there were certain parts of this movie that I really, really liked, and then certain parts I just I couldn't stand. Yeah, and so it's such a weird mix. So I want to before we like dive into the plot, I want to go over like my highlights and my lowlights. Is that okay? Okay. So my highlights was a lot of the plot points we touched on. Yugi um, living without the Pharaoh. I thought that was a really interesting thing to explore. Kaiba's just obsession with beating him because we saw it a bit in the series, but we never truly kind of explored that. And it was really cool to see like just how obsessed he was, especially as the film progressed. And then the consequences of Bakora having been possessed by the spirit of the ring. That's something we never really touched on because they're like, oh, yeah, Bakora's our friend. He was just possessed by an evil monster hell bent on destroying the world. So it was an interesting like there are consequences for Bakora. And so I thought that was really cool to explore. My low points were the constant deus ex machinas <laughs> that would not go away. Yeah. 
the fact that they introduced dimension dueling without ever explaining truly yeah, yeah the yeah. fact that the spirit thing never actually came into play in the yep, slightest yep, 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 um, yep. the fact that kaiba had like a deus ex machina deck of dragons because like in the first movie kaiba gets blue uh blue eyes shining dragon and yeah it's kind of a that card's kind of a deus ex machina i have the card it's a deus ex machina however they explain that card like the whole point of um the first the last movie uh pyramid of light or the last I guess, original Yu-Gi-Oh movie was kaiba wanted to beat the egyptian god cards he goes to pegasus he finds two cards capable of beating the god cards pegasus only knew of one pegasus is the guy that made Yu-Gi-Oh or dual monsters rather and um blue eyes shining dragon was created to defeat the egyptian god cards and then this card pyramid of light is introduced so it all made sense like all the new cards were explained. I've never heard of Deep Eyes White Dragon. I don't know where Kaiba found this. I don't know how many new Blue Eyes boosters Kaiba has created. I know there were several of the Blue Eyes boosting cards I know of, but none of them were shown mm. at all. I don't know what Kaiba was doing. I've never heard of Neo Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Yeah, let me say, having been having not like seen the new iterations of this in ten years, I there's like Blue Eyes and White Dragon. There's like Red Eyes or whatever. And in this movie, they, they're like Blue Eyes Ultimate Neo Super Awesome Dragon. Like, and then there's like five iterations of it. It was like very yes. funny. It was like very funny. <laughs> now, like the one see, and the thing is, I know of like one awesome upgrade kind of of blue eyes and that's azure eyes silver dragon and we didn't even get that like the one new blue eyes thing i knew and we didn't even see it so i'm like really really and just all of just the deus ex machina abilities of kaiba's deck and yugi's deck for the record but it was just it was it was the dueling which should have been the high point was kind of a mess honestly but yeah, it yeah. didn't take away from me enjoying the movie that much i think the i still best, really enjoyed it i think the best duel was the first one they showed between um kaiba and pharaoh which wasn't even real um and then it was kind of i feel like it was kind of all downhill from there <laughs> i would like to throw out the fact that they still have not explained how kaiba had an obelisk the tormentor because they were like the Egyptian god cards were destroyed. How do you have it? And he's like, I do. And then oh they yeah. Never... yeah, yeah, yeah. He brings that out, and then yep, <laughs> that's no explanation okay. given. I guess we're gonna kind of get in, we're gonna increasingly get into spoilers here, but um, you know. So. so I have I have found Deep Eyes White Dragon. Are you okay. ready to hear its actual card effect? Sure. It has zero attack and zero defense. When a face-up blue-eyes monster you control is destroyed by battle or an opponent's card effect, and you have a dragon-type monster in your graveyard, you can special summon this card from your hand, so he did that right. And if you do, inflict 600 damage to your opponent for each dragon-type monster with different names in your graveyard. We got that. If this card is normal special summon, target one dragon-type monster in your graveyard, and this card attack becomes equal to that monster's. If this card on the field is destroyed by a card effect, destroy all monsters your opponent controls. So they actually did get the effect exactly correct. They just never explained any of it. That is too complicated. Uh, that rules is, text. That uh, it's, a, it's a very pretty card, though. Mm. Very, very, very pretty. 
Yeah, it looks I, stupid in the movie, but it's very pretty. I want to I want to agree with something you said before, which was that um, dimension summoning in this movie really Points. really fell flat. They introduced I want they introduced this mechanic of to dimension summon you have to like drain your own life force to boost up the powers the like your your creatures uh, attack or whatever, and then. Um, like the villain is like uh doesn't do it fully but then every time our hero does it they do it fully and the first time he comments on it he's like what why would you do that and then it's just like they keep doing it and there's no negative ramifications and we don't even know like the like their their creatures get killed but they don't the monsters they get killed and we don't like negatively affect them so i don't it, it was a very weird mechanic to insert because <laughs> it didn't do anything in the plot I'm just surprised that all the cards they used were real cards because I had never heard of most of these cards. I'm like, what is Gandora X, the Dragon of Ruin? And since when does Yugi touch dragon cards with a 10-foot pole? But apparently Gandora X is a real card. Mm. Uh, cu- the cubic uh, monsters that the villain uses seem really stupid. I assume that's like an, an expansion. Um, um, well, yeah. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh has a lot of archetypes. Yeah. And they'll like have those themed together. And so I'm sure that you can actually get all the cubic monsters. And it yeah. seemed like a really weird archetype to run. Like just thinking from a game perspective, it seems really, really specific. Yeah. But, you know, to each their own. Was, I they, he, they tried to keep escalating the giant cubic thing that he summons. And it's like, okay, it's just like another giant blob thing. Like I, I was not I was not a fan of the cubic monsters. Blue Eyes Chaos Max Dragon is a ritual card. I am impressed that these cards all do actually exist. Mm. They probably were made like a month before the movie, but they do exist. Yeah, probably made in conjunction. Yeah, but um, yeah, the the cubic monsters like they they ran they tried to, like escalate from like king to god to lord to emperor, and they they, they ran out of words and just started <laughs> repeating them. The, yeah, they did. Like I think they used lord at least twice, and I'm like. Yeah. Okay, just from a naming perspective. This is from the guy that runs or ran when Dueling Network existed. I ran Super Quants, which is literally a Power Rangers Yu-Gi-Oh deck. So, of uh, course, I would use it. Unsurprising, yeah. From the guy that ran Power Rangers in Yu-Gi-Oh, this is stupid. I liked Lemon Magician Girl and Apple Magician Girl more than that. That, like... Uh, that was it was like this intense moment and then they bring out these absurd cards with like it's like and i feel like kaiba says like don't like or someone says like don't bring fruit at me or something yeah. you know yeah there there were a few lines of dialogue i did really enjoy like you really hate dragons don't you yeah i like that yeah like i really liked kaiba in this movie my issue with kaiba has always been he's like a tertiary antagonist and this movie kind of felt like a rehash of uh, Battle City, Bonds Beyond Time, and Pyramid of Light. Uh, Battle City in that we have this big tournament, and we think this guy's our friend, but he's really not our friend. He's really the villain, which was basically what happened with Merrick in Battle City. Uh, Pyramid of Light in that here's this completely unexplained element of the Millennium Item lore that we're going to throw at you and then never mention again, but act like it's super duper important. And Bonds Beyond Time in that stupid villain deck. Just absurd, over-the-top villain deck that in real life would never be playable. Certain cards from it, maybe, but just in general, it's just it's not playable. And so the whole thing just felt very much like a rehash. It was, it was fun. I liked the movie. It was fun. 
I don't think it was a good movie. Yeah, well, we can do overall thoughts. I think I think Kaiba didn't come across as a uh, a villain at all in this movie to me. I use I think he was squarely a good guy here, which I don't know how that, if that's usually how that goes, but yeah. Um, Kaiba's a strange duck. I do like the character of Kaiba a lot. Yeah, I think I think Kaiba is one of the better characters here. He was he, kind of the he was kind of the main character actually. He gets a bit too edge lord for me in some episodes, but here he was he was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Overall, twenty minutes in the podcast. Overall thoughts on the movie. This I I don't I don't think it was bad. I wouldn't call this like a bad movie. Um, I think there I there's definitely times when it's like cringe, and there's times when it's like genuinely good. To me, this really feels mm. like a. Um, here's my big comparison. This really feels like a Transformers movie. Like, this feels like the latest Transformers movie, like, super bloated plot, too many characters at this, at this point. It's like, um, kind of cool, like, action sequences. Um, and also, like, Transformers also deals with, like, the Egyptian mythology in, like, two. So it's like, I feel like, I don't really remember, but, um, it, it just, it just really feels like that experience. I think at times, like, I was genuinely engaged with this, um, with this movie. It definitely, like, there's no reason that this was, should have been two, two hours, ten minutes. We, there's an entire sequence of Joey, like, running around in, like, his own minds that was all super pointless. Um, Joey didn't even need to be in the movie. The Tia, uh, Taya. Taya, she didn't need to be in the movie. Um, but she had to go to New York for her dance study abroad trip. That had no relevance to the plot. I mean, I'm glad that they put the female character in there. There's like none in this in the show, but in this movie, but um, she didn't she didn't do it. And none of the characters except Yugi. Uh, he didn't. Yugi wasn't even that big of a character, to be honest. Um, and Kaiba, Yugi, and then the villain were like the only ones that mattered here. And and um, they just they just added bloated plot stuff on. We didn't need five duels or how many ever we saw. Um, if we were going to get five duels, they should have been better duels. They should have been like, cut there, and I I think the first the, the one that should have been cut is like the first one between Kaiba and Pharaoh in a simulation. But I even thought that was the best one, honestly. So I don't. I don't ironically, know. that's exactly how Pyramid of Light starts is with Kaiba simulation dueling the Pharaoh, except that time he loses. Okay. Yeah. So I think that might have been a throwback. Yeah. Oh, my biggest complaint with the movie, Justin. I don't think we got one. You've activated my trap card. We got a lot of uh, – My uh, trap card protected. No, they overused the whole smoke cloud clears trap card played. Like they overused that way too much by the end of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's like they inconspicuously set down. That's the whole – I feel like that's entire Yu-Gi-Oh! though. It's like a uh, trap card comes out of the last second. But clearly in this in this movie, it was like the entire plot of the duels. Yes. Um, but yeah, like you didn't, get, you didn't give me the iconic line. That's what I wanted. You just like I'll play my trap card. No, activate. Like No, what what – my, what I hated the most, they cut what was probably going to be one of the greatest duels ever. What what was what was the duel it they was, cut? Okay, the end. So spoiler, spoiler, yeah. spoiler, 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 spoiler. Kaiba uses the quantum cube or whatever it's called to somehow travel to the afterlife. Which set that aside for a second. Kaiba's so rich he can beat death and go to the afterlife. Whatever. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot this happened. Uh, ancient I... Egypt afterlife approaches the pharaoh in like – he's in like full cyberpunk gear at this point. And the pharaoh just like stands up ready to duel. And we set the scene for the pharaoh versus Kaiba in the afterlife ready to go. And then they cut the movie. Yeah. I uh, was hype. Yeah, I don't even think that's spoilers because that is no relevance to the rest of the movie. <laughs> so it's like, who cares? Like that they, they tacked that on at the ends. I don't. 
uh yeah that i think the end of the movie is kind of weak um and where they take the plot i actually think like the middle of the beginning were the best parts of the movie um and then they just get in the stooling nonsense and they escalate the plot and it doesn't I don't when, even remember. When they're randomly like, we're going to have a massive tournament and we only ever see three people in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, why is this the three Because at first tournament? I was like, here we go, Battle City 2 or like the Duelist Grand Prix or like a big tournament. And then we see a grand total of three Duelists. And I'm like, yeah. really? You could have at least like, you didn't even have to make them speak. Just be like, Rex is here and Weevil's here and Bandit Keith and my Valentine and everyone's here. And then just like, cut to the final duel like you could have done that but no you showed us three people at the tournament total yeah that was it was the end the whole ending is is a little absurd let me defend my claim that this is not a bad movie i think the mythology of this movie is solid um i think that the villain um what is his name it's uh diva igami whatever you want to call diva yeah yeah um igami yeah i think he's the story the whole backstory with them in egypt and the and um their organization and the stuff with the sister i think all of that is like good like mm-hmm. I, I i think that's why this movie works is is that we get all of that like there's a an element of it that which is really stupid which is that the ring is like ultimately like the villain at the end but and the ring is we get no context for that and well if you've seen the show um basically uh there's seven millennium items the puzzle contains the spirit of the pharaoh while the ring contains like this very evil spirit and in the first season, we see that Bakora has the Millennium Ring, and we see, like, the evil side. Um, there's no good name for him except Ryu Bakora, or as or Yami Bakora, or as the abridged version calls him, Florence, which is my preferred name for him. And so Florence, basically, he'll pop up, like, once a season and do something, but then in the back half of season five, he does become, like, the main antagonist, and he is he's kind of, like, the antithesis of the pharaoh. And so it does make sense. I was actually really hyped when we saw the ring like in the rubble. I was like, oh, my goodness, the spirit of the ring is coming back. I think they wasted it. But I like that they were like the ring still has power. We defeated him, but there's still power there. Mm. And I I think they could have explained better for people who may not have remembered all of that jazz. But yeah, uh, I, I guess it works better context for me. It like the ring pops up midway through the movie, and then I I, I completely forgot the ending that um he turns into this like weird purple monster. I completely just didn't remember that until now. That's really bad. That's like the worst part of the movie is like the he fuses with the ring or something, and then he like becomes this stupid cubic monster purple thing. Um, yeah, I, the ending of this movie is bad, but um, I think the mythology stuff with all the Egypt backstory and like the 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 past teacher. Um, and their, their organization and all the, all the villain scenes of them like disappearing are kind of interesting too. Um, so I think they kind of had, uh, something going there. And that's like, and that's not nothing because that is a significant part of the movie. As, as much as the third act gets very deus ex machina and like, aha, 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 aha. Like, I will argue there are some really good moments in there. I think when Yugi finishes the puzzle just to show Kaiba and all you get is that click, I thought that was a really solid moment. Of Yugi being like the Pharaoh's gone, yeah, and it I, sucks, and I hate it, but he's gone. Yeah, that was presented really well. I did. There was no setup to the Pharaoh being gone, but um, like they could have, like that didn't land because it wasn't. They, I didn't understand that he like, like. I knew because like he left. Like I, his spirit was not there anymore. It was in the afterlife. Like that they, was the whole point of the show. They mentioned that like once in the movie, but they didn't seem to care about that. And like, why does Kaiba not know he's gone then? Because Kaiba is. 
Kaiba's whole thing is that he acknowledges like half of the lore, and then beyond that, he's he'll acknowledge that like there's an ancient Egyptian pharaoh living in Yugi, but then he's like, I don't believe any of this ancient Egyptian stuff. I don't, I don't believe you. Yeah, we got like don't a, believe like half of it. We got like a second of that in this movie. That I didn't really get that either. We got like that that stupid scene we're talking about when he like deflects the thing with technology. Like in that sequence, he he does he says that for like a second, but mostly I don't really get that from didn't get that from the movie. Um. Yeah, I think I actually. So yeah, again with Kaiba, I actually think Kaiba is the second best element to the movie. I think first best is the Egypt mythology stuff that we get, and then I actually think Kaiba is um is is good. I don't know, like I can't like point to him specifically any elements of of him that are. Spe- I just think he's he's solid throughout the movie, and we like see his his entire arc, and he's very prominent, and um he. He's like absurd, and I think the movie finds the right balance of him taking him seriously, but also like uh, understanding that he's just kind of a little, a little bit of an absurd character. Like they do lampshade uh, stuff he's saying sometimes. I think, I think my favorite moment, my favorite line in the whole movie is it's towards the end where he's like, "You have your bond with the pharaoh, and I have mine." Like that was just such a good moment of yeah, yeah, because we 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 get into it a bit in the show. Because Kaiba's beaten Yugi. He can beat Yugi no problem. He could never beat the Pharaoh. And Kaiba's whole thing before the show started was he, he was unbeatable. He was Seto Kaiba. And then the Pharaoh beats him. Seto and he Kaiba. could never – Seto Kaiba. And yeah. then he could never beat the Pharaoh. And that was kind of like – they touched on that kind of a se- obsession a bit. But this movie really dove into the fact that like he is just obsessed. It's yeah. unhealthy. It's crazy. He is willing to literally cheat death. To fight the Pharaoh again. Yeah, I, I actually really agree with you. That line really landed. Um, the uh, you you of your I you of your bone I have mine because that like the I feel like that's the bit the best thing that they portray uh, in this movie is his his journey and his obsession Kaiba and his obsession with uh, the Pharaoh. So like um, like getting that it's not just like this. I want to like he's not just like this like uh, antagonist to me. It's like like it's complicated relationship that that did really work. Yeah. Now. I, I keep harping on the fact that um, this movie had a lot of Deus Ex Machinas. I actually called it at one point a uh, dark side of Deus Ex Machinas, which I think is a fitting title. But as much as they do kind of just every time something bad happens, magical fix, I did really enjoy some of those. Like when the puzzle just magically glows and the pharaoh appears and wins the duel and leaves. I was screaming. I was hollering. I was hype. Like it was, it had no purpose. It made no sense, but I loved it. And I think that to me, like this movie took me back to my childhood where it's like, I don't care if the plot makes sense. I'm happy that like the Pharaoh's showing up and kicking butt. Yeah. Like it's Yu-Gi-Oh! The Pharaoh has to be here. Yeah. And so I, I think some of the duels got into that a little bit. Like like the duels mostly didn't work, but I think like the hype of them I think was was the right level, I guess. Yeah. yeah. There it was the duels in this movie just weren't as strong to me cuz like going back to Pyramid of Light. We have the first duel of Kaiba and the simulation of the Pharaoh. Cool stuff happens there. But my favorite duel in that movie is when Kaiba fights Pegasus to get the card to beat the Egyptian god cards. And that duel is just so good because of the history of Kaiba and Pegasus. And the the duel itself follows all the rules. Like, it makes sense. Kai, Pegasus is using his Toon deck. Kaiba is using his XYZ deck. 
Yeah, and he's got his blue eyes, white dragons, but he mostly harps on the XYZ cards. Not to be confused with XZs, this was like X cannon, uh, Y dragon, the the XYZ. You know what I mean if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh fan. And so it was focused on that more. And that's like, to me, the best duel of that movie because it was very grounded. It made sense within the context of the show. And then they got into all the deus ex machina stuff with like, I have the pyramid of light and it's like the opposite of the millennium puzzle. And I'm now super evil. And here's my Sphinx cards and the God cards are destroyed and you're inside my puzzle. And it was, it got into all that, but they did have like one really solid duel first. And this movie to me didn't have that. They had the simulation, but then they didn't have like a good second act normal duel. It yeah. went straight from the simulation to complete crazy Egyptian god card stuff. We didn't have just a normal series duel. And I think that that felt missing to me. Yeah, what I would have done is I would have cut all the Joey stuff, cut all the Taya stuff, cut all the guy, I don't even remember his name, the guy with the Tourist fangirls. Oh, the... Duke, uh, Bakora. Bakora, yeah. Bakora needs to at least be there for a little bit because itty bitty baby Bakora murdering Shadi is kind of important. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that does come up, yeah. You can cut Duke and yeah. uh, Tristan, though. They don't need to be there. None of the high school stuff needs to be there. Yeah, yeah. so the th- the, I think a big thing is, like, Yugi does, is not the main character. So, like, I would have given Yugi more of an arc and, like, had a normal duel with Yugi. Like, because I didn't feel anything with Yugi dueling at the end other than, like, nostalgia because he's not a really a big presence in this movie. I would have... I would have really liked to see just honestly, even if it was Kaiba and somebody, I just, I wanted something normal for like a hot second before we dived into all the crazy stuff. And what is probably my, the one thing I just despised about this movie. It's not a bad movie. I know I'm harping on the bad stuff a lot, but it's because I'm such a big fan of the original show that this just irked me to no end. I've read a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! fan fiction. Like, legit attempts to, like, seriously add to the canon Yu-Gi-Oh! fan fiction. What's, what's the ship in Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, well, there's, of course, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Teya ship. Um, if you want, like, a straight ship. But this show has so many slash pairs, it's not <laughs> even funny. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, Kaiba, Yu-Gi Kaiba, probably. Right? Yu-Gi-Oh! Kaiba's big. Yeah. But uh, a puzzle shipping is a big one. Yu-Gi-Oh! and the Pharaoh, which I almost thought we were going to puzzle ship for a bit. He's just, he's just himself. It's, it looks like himself. Like, <laughs> I really thought we were going to get some puzzle shipping towards the beginning. And I was like really hyped. I'm like, are they actually going to do this? Um, there's thief shipping between Bakora and Merrick. Um, I think Kaiba and the Pharaoh is a common ship. Uh, Kaiba and Joey is a common one. Uh, I'm so deep into Yu-Gi-Oh ships, it's not even funny. And I'm kind of ashamed that I know so many Yu-Gi-Oh ships because it's Yu-Gi-Oh. But at the same time, I'm a fangirl, so it happens. Um, But, no, I really thought we were going to puzzle ship for a hot second there. Where was... Oh! A common, terrible element of Yu-Gi-Oh fanfiction is... Self-insert OC, I have the 8th millennium item. I have the 8th millennium item. I'm so special, I have the 8th millennium item. The show says there's 7, I have number 8. Look at me, I'm so cool. So when this movie literally said, behold the power of the 8th millennium item, with no setup, (laughs) that the cube, because I mean, yeah, the cube had the symbol, and I'm like, okay, it's connected to ancient Egyptian stuff. But with no setup of like, all they had to do was when Shadi gave him the cube. 
because Shoddy was the protector of the Millennium Items. And that's what confused me about this movie. I couldn't tell if those are Shoddy or not because Shoddy in the movie or in the show is, I think, alive. But I guess he was a ghost the entire time because Itty Bitty Baby Bakora killed him in cold blood. So I guess our Shoddy's a ghost. I'm assuming this is the same Shoddy. Like, I don't think they would introduce two and... He was, he, was, he was possessed by the ring, right? I don't think it was in Yes, he was blood. possessed by the ring. It was itty yeah. baby it's evil Cora. It's not intentional, you know, yeah. But. No. It, it was the spirit of the ring. And it was so cool to actually get that backstory on Makoro that we should have gotten in the show. So thank you for fixing that. But literally, the protector of the Millennium Items gives you something. All he had to say was, Diva, there is an eighth Millennium Item. This is it. I was keeping it safe, but now that the other seven are gone, like, all he had to do was just one line of exposition as he was dying of, this cube is the eighth millennium item. That's all we needed. Yeah. But instead, we get randomly in the third act, behold the power of the eighth millennium item. I cringe so hard. I I almost stopped watching. I'm like, nope, nope, this just went to bad fanfiction. Like, this went from knockoff of Pyramid of Light to just bad fanfiction. Like, I feel like, I, I feel like there is Somewhere, a 14-year-old boy. I am Aigami. I am so cool. Look at how hip I am. I have yellow eyes. Like, he felt like a self-insert OC for, like, half the movie. He got better. He really did. But at the beginning of the movie, it's like, who is this classmate we've never noticed? That's Aigami, don't you know? It felt so, so bad. Yeah. But it got better. It, it did, he, get, yeah, yeah, he got better. That the eighth thing d- d- completely didn't. I <laughs> that had no effect on me because I didn't understand the context. But yeah, um, I wish that I wish so the cube did hard. have backstory though. I did think about that. Um, I think the intent with Aigami in the beginning, and I'm surprised they didn't uh, talk about this, explain it. I think that they're trying to do is he actually came like to like the for when they see him in the beginning is the end for the first time they actually see him, but he's casting like magic like hypnotizing yeah. powers on them to like make them think he's been there all along yeah they should have dived into that more i thought yeah i definitely Not that I think want this that's... movie to be longer but they should have yeah. dived into that more. <laughs> as, as much like it's 210 and they didn't yeah I, i'm pretty sure that's what they intended but they it's weird that they didn't explain it yeah so long yeah also why was he why does he need to be in their class they that <laughs> why did he want to be uh, there's was there a purpose i guess to be I... close I know. I know I'm harping so much on the bad of this movie, but I did legitimately enjoy it. I had fun with this movie. Yeah. I don't think it's one of the best. I don't even think it's the best Yu-Gi-Oh! movie ever made. I think Pyramid of Light was personally better. I know there are people who disagree on that. I think Pyramid of Light was better. I think Bonds Beyond Time is probably better, and I haven't even seen it. But this was – it's not bad. It's just – it's fun nostalgia for me. Yeah. And I, that's the best way I can put it. I really enjoyed the Kaiba stuff and the Bakora stuff. Uh, the rest was just why yeah i i guess i i, I liked the uh diva stuff more than you um but no i, I like the diva stuff i like yeah. the plana and the it felt yeah, too yeah. much like a retread of merrick because literally in seasons two and three we get a character with ancient egyptian ties who is directly connected to the pharaoh knows shoddy Cares about his little sister. You're describing has the, a, you're describing has, a, Diva. A, has an Egyptian best friend who just kind of chills there until he becomes possessed by something evil, dies, and motivates our character to be even more evil. Uh, what do you mean kind? What do you mean kind of too similar? That's literally the same thing as this movie. American Diva are the exact same <laughs> character. 
Diva's slightly less evil than Merrick is the only exception. They even both have a Millennium item. <laughs> yeah, that sounds exactly the same. Literally, Merrick yeah. and Diva are the same character. The only difference is Merrick is oddly pretty. Like, Diva's attractive, but Merrick is just, like, a gorgeous man. And I know you don't remember Merrick, so I'm going to show you this so you just realize what I am talking about. Okay, yeah. Because I, I, I think right now... Merrick, Merrick, Merrick Garland. That's it. Is that who you're talking? No. Um, Merrick Ishtar. Yeah. Um. I. I. I so with with Diva, I think what we got was like good. I wish that they explained like the cube, explained the Plana more because they're kind of just there. And I really wish I understood why he was doing what he was doing, other than he's been consumed by hate. Um. I did like the hate cloud sphere thing that felt very um Yu-Gi-Oh or like it felt very it kids felt very type thing. Star Wars. Yeah, but it's like very blatant, and it was fine. I, I, I'm looking at this character. I don't. I guess <laughs> he's like with light green hair. That's kind of interesting. It, um, it's it's kind of just like it's yellowish. That shot is just bad of his hair. Yeah, it's yeah. He's that's an interesting looking character. Um, but yeah, I I, I think he, he needed motivation. Like his sister broke off from him, and he's like he's been clouded by it. Yeah, but like why is he doing this? Like I I don't. And it was good enough. The hate thing was fine, but um, I think it's like a little a tweak or two away from being like genuinely good storytelling, as opposed to like a good element of a meh movie. Also, Battle City the tournament is a tournament created by Kaiba to unite the three god cards because Kaiba has one, Merrick has one, and Yugi has one. This tournament that didn't even get named is an attempt to unite the Millennium Puzzle because Kaiba has most of it. Diva has one piece and Yugi has one piece. It's literally the same plot, which I yeah, think is why this same. movie kind of drag drug on to me a bit too long because it felt like the exact same stuff we've seen. But I did enjoy the nostalgia factor of it, like yeah. Kaiba making a tournament. Oh, Kaiba. And so it's <sighs> this is why I'm torn, because on one hand, I really did enjoy it. But on the other hand. It feels so similar to so many things they've done to where I'm like, this doesn't even feel like its own thing. It feels like just a hodgepodge, yet I did enjoy it. And so I'm so confused as to like whether or not I like this movie. Help me, yeah. Dylan. I'm confused. Well, I don't have the context of it being too similar to things. From what you've described, that sounds remarkably similar in multiple elements to to other to other movies. So, um, I mean, for me, without that factor, I guess overall I did enjoy it um like it 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 hit enough of it was like an absurd like action over the top anime thing and um i think it uh, did enough interesting plot elements and there's enough of a nostalgia thing for me as well i was gonna i was gonna say the the thing that hit for me with nostalgia wise was dark magician dark magician girl i'm glad we threw them in there with uh i think TV. they slightly redesigned dark magician but i really like the redesign yeah like, i thought he looked awesome yeah i agree because i think he was a lot more purple in the original and this looked like a lot sleeker, and I really enjoyed this design of uh, Dark Magician. Yeah, he he did look cool. Yeah, um, yeah, but just all all of that together, I think I think it was it was good overall. But I also lack the context of it being you know. But I think I think probably that's what they're going for is something similar because um, why set this after like the original um, and ignore? I assume they're ignoring a bunch of stuff in the middle that happens since. Well, uh, since no. Then. Um. Uh, it because this takes Com- place only one year. This takes place one year after the original. So basically, they're like, this is the conclusion of the Yugi Kaiba arc before um, 
before GX starts up in a few years after that happens. Yeah, so it's so it's like the intent is to be the intent is to be similar to like the original. Like it's the exact. intent. The intent is the nostalgia. So like they're specifically going for this. Maybe they made it too similar, but like it's it's definitely intentional. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not bad. I thought it was too repetitive, but I really enjoyed it. I yeah. did like the movie. Yeah. Um, re- would you recommend it to 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 someone? It's I will hard, recommend it's it hard, to Yu-Gi-Oh fans. Yeah, it's if hard you to like say the go original on, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. yeah, give this a try because to me, if you're a classic Yu-Gi-Oh fan, you will really like the Kaiba stuff, the Bakura stuff, and even some like the Yugi dealing without the Pharaoh stuff. Like, if you want resolution after like the Pharaoh's gone, we look off into the sunset. If you want resolution. This gives you that resolution, and I think it does it well. If you're not a fan of the original Yu-Gi-Oh, you're not gonna get it. Like, if it's, you casually remember some of it, you might enjoy it like Dylan did. If yeah. you've never seen the original series, just go back to watching Arc 5 and Zexal and 5Ds and GX. And what? If you've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh, like the original series... Don't watch this movie. You won't get a single word of it. Yeah. If it, look, if this was ninety minutes instead of one hundred thirty minutes, then it'd be um, so much easier to recommend. Right. Like then I could say if you're a fan of over the top action anime, you could you could even if you don't like Yu Gi Oh, you could check this out. Like I think there's enough there if if they cut out if they cut out like a lot. But it being too, it's too unwieldy at two ten. This like movie is only ten minutes shorter than Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> I watched oh. both movies yesterday. Wow, um, this felt longer than Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, Hacksaw Ridge feels so long, though. That that movie's really it's, long. It's a Mel Gibson movie. Of course, it feels long. <laughs> that movie also, I would cut out forty minutes, and it'd be much better. <laughs> the yeah, same thing. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it was. It was. I'm not like. I'm not um regretting having spent time with it. But um, no, it's, it's, I really yeah, enjoyed yeah, watching, yeah. and I was really hyped to do this podcast because I'm like, I get to talk about Yu Gi Oh. This is yeah. going to be dope. Yeah. And this has been a very dope hour of our lives, Dylan. Dope. I feel. <laughs> Which Yu-Gi-Oh character would say dope? Probably Joey Wheeler. Is I feel like Joey. Saying. Yeah. Or maybe Tristan. Who is Tristan? Tristan's the one with the brown, really weird point coming off the top of his hair. Is he the one? Is he the other male in the, in the yes. group? Uh, he is zero. He does zero in this movie. Yes. But he yeah. randomly does know how to ride a motorcycle. So, you know, <laughs> I feel like he would be the one to say <laughs> Okay. Oh, the other best line in this movie uh, is when Kai was talking about the simulation. I cr- I recreated the Pharaoh perfectly, even down to his perfectly coiffed hair. That took the most time. That, <laughs> yeah, was, that was that was actually really funny. Yeah, that might have. It's either that line. Kai just had the best lines in this movie because he yeah. is so over the top. Yeah, yeah. I really think they handled his over the topness well. I, like he did. He, he's like genuinely like the best character in the movie. So that was he travels was, from a space station. To the afterlife. And that was not the most absurd part of this movie. <laughs> is the point I really need to just drive. Why, why, why did they tack that on at the end? That was I don't know. But then they didn't even give us the duel. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Uh, it felt well, as bad as the Yu-Gi-Oh! GX finale. Where after going through everything that Jaden went through. Becoming evil by accident. GX season 4 that never even got an English dub. Because it was so different. Finally, he gets back to the real world, and we get the finale. Jaden versus Yugi, the original versus the new guy. It's like a four-part episode, I think. And it ends without showing who wins the duel. This might have been even more of a screw you to the fans than that. 
Yeah, I, I don't. For me, the end was fine. I mean, I, you know, I didn't need to see that duel, I guess, but I also didn't need to see that whole sequence. So I, don't, I, I wanted don't really... to know how the Pharaoh was going to fight. Like, is that do you, do you think that's a sequel? A sequel set up for another thing, or they just threw it in? All I just give me an OVA. Just give me like a fifteen minute DVD extra. That's all I want. I'm not picky. Yeah, they could do that. They could make an OVA of the. All I want is an OVA. Yeah. Like, look, Pokemon Origins gave us like the big fight of like red and blue and the championship. Then in Pokemon Generations, they gave us a little four or five minute thing of blue becoming champion before red showed up. That's all I want. I just want like a little OVA tacked on. Hey, OVA, that's us. Um, that's all I want. That's yeah. All I want is like a Pokemon Generations episode of this. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. That, that's why that's our acronym and for people who couldn't <laughs> figure that out. Yeah. Is that actually why that's our acronym? Yeah. It's a pun with the anime OVA. That's yeah. adorable. I love that. Yeah. yeah I should have come on when we actually started the show, but I came on like six months late, so I missed that. I mean, I think that was pre. That was that was even pre podcast one. So yeah, that was. I think Sam came up with that. But yeah, anyway, that is a Sam thing to come up with. Yeah. All right. So, any final thoughts on Dark Side of Dimensions? Are you going to go out and buy the tie-in pack of cards for Dark Side of Dimensions? No, the cubic people monsters were stupid. No. You don't want Devi's White Dragon and Gandora X Dragon of Ruin because I kind of want Gandora X Dragon of Ruin. I, I will even, admit. I don't even remember Gandora. I I remember the, Devi's. The dragon that um the dragon that Yugi pulled out of nowhere. I barely remember that. I the end of the, the last twenty minutes of this movie is a blur. <laughs> I don't I don't really know. I kind um, of I want Lemon Magician Girl like no joke. Yeah, that was stupid in the movie, but you, it's like that's kind of interesting. <laughs> so, I like the little fruit magicians that help build up Dark Magician Girl. Like I like I love support cards in an archetype. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah. So before we go, I do have to ask Dylan, what kind of deck did you run back in the day? Um, hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I had uh. I remember having Dark Magician, Blue Eyes. I I can't remember though. I, I the interesting thing is I play Magic the Gathering now like regularly. Like that's oh I know one, you do one you've, of my main you've, hobbies. You've missed yeah. podcasts. You've been like Justin host. I'm going to a Magic tournament. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, so I mean this is not I'm not like the Yu Gi Oh card games. The Yu Gi Oh card game is like the most similar thing to Magic in terms of like what you'd compare it to. So, um, yeah. So I'm, it's not like playing Yu-Gi-Oh would be outside of my, you know, uh, outside of my wheelhouse. But um, yeah, I, I could find my cards. I think I still have them. But when the um, new version of Dueling Network gets put online, I'll let you know. Okay. Is that it's the Yu-Gi-Oh online? Is it was Dueling Dueling Network was an unofficially made thing where they had it, it had very little assist from the machine. You basically kind of had to like do it all yourself, but it worked really nicely. And like you could use any card you want. Eventually, I think Konami issued a cease and desist. I think is what happened. So Dueling Network got shut down, which was sad, but yeah. made sense. But I think they are working on a new version. Yeah, that so sounds hopefully like, that one will stay online. Sounds like a cockatrice for Magic, but there's an official Magic client, so yeah. Yeah, oh, I think you... is Pokemon Showdown is somehow still online, but Dueling Network got taken down. I also so. had a lot of Pokemon cards. That's a whole separate podcast, but yeah. Hey. yeah. Um. So yeah, overall, I. I, I enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed certain elements of the movie, and um, I, that was an interesting nostalgia trip. I, I, it does a little bit make me want to go back to the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series. And, like, I recommend watching Arc 5. I haven't seen it yet. Um, if we both watch it, we should totally like do just a thing, just one podcast on it. Yeah. I hear Arc 5 starts a little bit slow, but I hear it actually becomes one of the better anime. Okay. I would rec- Because I've tried going back and watching the original show as much as I love it. 
God, it's cringy at times. Like, yeah. I do yeah. love it. I have a soft spot for it. Battle City is one of my favorite arcs in any anime ever made. Like, I will never forget my love of Battle City. Ever. But, yeah. Ar- God, Ar- it's cringy. Arc 5 aired 150 episodes between Did it really? 2014 and 2017. It just ended five yeah, days Yeah, Arc 5 ago, just ended. Like, yeah. I didn't realize it went that long. 150 episodes? Oh my god. That's actually not the longest, probably, though. The series introduces pendulum monsters and pendulum summoning. Ignore pendulum summoning. <laughs> just ignore it. I hear it's okay, but just ignore it. Don't worry about it. Why is there so many types of summoning? Why? Why would they try to add, like, a new mechanic every generation. Apparently... Um, if you want to watch it, it does apparently air in America on Nicktoons at 5.10 a.m. So, um, <laughs> check your local listings, guys. Oh, my God. Nick, okay, Nick. Wow. Nick, we burn off all our shows. Yep. Yep. Yeah, your your last thoughts. Um, my last thoughts are, can we get a, a GX movie now, if this did well? Because I want, conclu- I want, I want to know who won the duel. I want resolution. I want more Cyrus. Just that's all I just, just, just give it. Just please. I want a GX movie. Yeah. And that's all yeah. I want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this. This was fun. This was a fun time, Dylan. Yeah, I was I was I was surprised at um how much I didn't hate watching that. <laughs> is what I will say. Fred. It, it, it was completely fine, yeah. All right, so then if that's our final thoughts, thank you guys so much for listening for almost an hour about a Yu-Gi-Oh! movie you probably didn't know existed. Um, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, John, for recommending this. Um, recommending slash mandating this, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, if you want to support us, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Uh, you can find out about all our patron rewards. Those are going to be updated pretty soon, you said, Dylan. So keep an eye on that. When are they officially getting updated? Do you know? Uh, by the time this is up, they'll be updated. All right. So yeah. don't worry about it. By the time this is updated, yeah. by the time you're listening, this will have already occurred. That's the magic of podcast land. So check that out. See if you want to support us. We love any support you can give. You can also support us by uh, liking and reviewing us on iTunes. Those really do help more people find us. And the more people that find us, the more fans that you have to discuss with. So it helps you have more people to talk to because we can't always answer you because, you know, we're on the other side of the monitor and all that jazz. But help us get more fans so you have more people to talk to. It's, it's a win-win. So review us on iTunes. Uh, check us out on Patreon. Thank you again, John, so much for all your support and for giving me a reason to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! that I never thought I'd have. <laughs> so um, any upcoming podcasts you want to talk about, Dylan? Uh, it's not clear when this is going up, so just check out the continued Samurai Jack coverage and a sporadic other podcast. Yep. Yeah, we we do those things. Um, we, there's not much going on in animation right now, guys. So just uh, keep an eye on whatever it is we decide to do. Other than leaks. Other than yep. leaks. Thank you, yep. Cartoon Network, once again. Yep. Other than Cartoon Network, apparently putting googly eyes on uh, all their shows today, which is their April Fool's prank. Today is April Fool's, this. by the way. We're recording this yeah. today, yeah. April Fool's. So yeah, apparently Cartoon Network just put googly eyes on. I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw. Dylan, that can we do an break. April Fool's podcast on something really, really stupid after we're done with this? That is like a this twenty podcast. minute really that... stupid April Fool's podcast. No, that is this podcast. <laughs> this is the stupid podcast. This That's is not this. stupid. This was legitimately <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> Yeah, Dylan, yeah, when yeah. I say stupid, I'm saying let's do a Hamtaro review. 
Dude, my... I love Tamtaro. I love Tamtaro. So what I'm hearing is we're going to go do Hamtaro next. We'd have to watch something <laughs> to, to do that, though. We'd have to, like, uh, find an episode. I, I don't want to do... We could, <laughs> that's actually something that's in... That's possible, a Hamtaro retrospective. Like, that's that's possible. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And uh, I guess we will see you next time. Yep. All right. Bye. bye.